Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Courtney and Carrie through the ACB community. This is Sunday, January 23rd, 2022, and tonight we will be cooking some easy chicken curry. Um, if you are not receiving our emails through the um, listserv, stop what you're doing. Don't leave the call, but stop what you're doing and go subscribe very quickly. The link is in the description for this call, but I'll give it out very quickly as well. It is ACB Cooks, the plus sign, subscribe at groups.io. So, um, because once we finish this call, the recipe will be in your inbox if you are subscribed. If you have any questions for Carrie or myself, just uh, send us an email to acbcooks at gmail.com. We'll get those answered. And if you would like to share a recipe, uh, send it to that email address as well. And I clean them up by putting them in text form only and sending them out for everyone. So the cooks list is just a one-way list. So it's not to get our inboxes flooded with a bunch of emails. All right, so I am going to turn it over to Natalie and she is going to give you the commands. So Natalie, take it away, darling. All right, um, so if you would like to ask any questions um, whenever Courtney would like them um, to raise your hand, on a PC, it is Alt-Y. On a Mac, it is Option-Y. Um, on a smartphone or tablet, it is under the More option. And on a phone with a keypad, it is um, Star 9. And to mute and unmute, um, it is Alt-A on a PC, um, Command-Shift-A on a Mac. Um, in the lower left-hand corner of your screen on a smartphone or tablet. And on a phone with a keypad, it is Star 6. All right. Thank you so much, Natalie. Mm -hmm. um, for time's sake tonight, I have done um, all of my prep work. We're going to do our best to keep this to 45 minutes tonight because the gospel scene will be on at 8 o'clock Eastern and they will be streaming as well. So we need to be courteous and let them have the stage at that time. So I've done, like I said, I've done a lot of my prep work. So I am going to get my recipe reader to read the recipe and then we'll get started. All right, Jason, you can go ahead. All right. Uh, can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. Okay. Let me know if I need to speed up or slow down. You'll be but, great. Uh, one pound of boneless, skinless, chicken breasts or thighs cut into one-inch pieces, two teaspoons of curry powder, one quarter to one half teaspoon of cayenne pepper, that's optional to taste, three quarters teaspoon of salt, one quarter teaspoon pepper, one half cup onion chopped, one tablespoon of canola oil, 
one 13-ounce can of coconut milk, two tablespoons of tomato paste, three cups fresh baby spinach, one cup tomato chopped or one can of diced tomatoes, two cups cooked rice. All right. Thank you. And I'll have him read that again toward the end of the call. <laughs> so I have already cut my chicken and onions and um, it says to season your chicken with the curry powder, the salt and pepper and cayenne pepper um, and all that. And I'll just be honest with you. I don't measure my stuff. I'm one of those cooks. I follow the recipe once, but then I tweak it to make it my own. So I like a little more curry powder than they give. And then I put my um, seasoning blend on top of it as well, which seasoning blend is um, salt, pepper, and a garlic powder mixture. So now I'm just putting my um, chicken, seasoned chicken into my skillet. I, tonight I am using a 16-inch electric skillet. I love my electric skillet because it has the high sides on it. Because I tend to stir my food out of my bowl. So I'm going to wash my hands real quick because anytime you are working with raw meat, you need to constantly wash your hands. You don't want to cross-contaminate or get chicken or any of the raw meat on any of your appliances or anything else in the chicken. So, um, and I'll go over for those who may not uh, know how to uh, cut the chickens or the onions, I'll go over how I do that and give you some alternatives as well. All right, so I've got my oil already in my skillet. Let me find my onions. Okay. Oh, I guess I need to turn my skillet back up. It was getting too hot there for a minute. All right. So I put my oil in my skillet and it's got uh, good and hot. Now I put my seasoned chicken in there and I'm just kind of breaking it up because it kind of clumped up, the pieces did. And so I'm just kind of spreading it out with a wooden spoon. I like using wooden spoons while I'm cooking or you know, mixing because sometimes if you have to take the skillet off the stove off, you know, if you're using the stove and you need to find where your eye is, you can't really put your hands on it because it's a hot skillet. Whereas if you're using a wooden spoon, you can find that hot eye very safely. And um, with metal spoons, that's just not a good thing. Um, metal and electricity, uh, you don't tend to go together too well. So we're gonna cook this um, chicken and onions for about eight to 10 minutes. So Ziggy, set eight minute timer. Yeah, just set off the one in the bedroom. So there we go. Um, so I'm just kind of stirring this around a little bit, trying to get everything mixed up. That way the onions are kind of on the bottom of the skillet as well as the chicken. 
And I typically double this recipe because we love it so much. And if I don't and we have a few leftovers, then we fight over who's going to get the leftovers. So, all right. So, Natalie, do we have any questions at this time? Um, no, there's no hands right now. Okay. All right. Y'all, excuse me while I get me some water. Um, I'll still talk, though. So, um, chopping an onion is like boiling an egg. There are tons of ways to do it. Uh, I will share with you how I do it. And again, I'll give you a few alternatives as to either how to chop it or uh, substitutions you can use for the raw onion. So when I get my onions, I typically put them in the refrigerator. Um, if they're cold, then it's less likely that um, the gases from the onions will make you cry. If I think about it in plenty of time, I'll try to stick them in the freezer for about 15 minutes. And that just makes it, you know, where the, um, the juices of the gases are not quite so potent. Um, so I get my onion and they have the papery kind of skin on the outside. I pull off as much as I can without, you know, digging into the onion. And um, so I pull off as much as I can and I throw that away. Some people will save it for their vegetable stock. So whatever you want to do with yours. Um, then I cut off both ends. So you have the stem or the leafy end, and then you have the root end. The root end looks like it has little hairs on it, so to it, and it's kind of rough and bumpy on that end. So I just take my sharp knife and I just cut those two ends off. And because I'm blind and I can't see if I've gotten all the paper skin off that kind of stuck to the onion, I will take the tip of my knife and I will slide it from the top of the onion to the bottom and um, from the stem end to the root end. And I will take off that first layer of onion and that gets the skin and, um, and then I know that there's no skin left on there. After that, I rinse my onion very well. And then I put it on my cutting board. One of the cut ends is down and I cut it in half. So from the stem to the root, I cut it in half. Then I turn that cut side down to where it's flat on the cutting board. And I start slicing across it horizontally until I get about halfway. And then I turn it one half turn and I start slicing it until I get to the halfway point again. Then I turn it one quarter turn where the short end is closest to me. And then I just start cutting vertically. And then you have your diced onion. So I do that to both halves. Some other ways that you can do that um, is to cut it in smaller wedges. And we have a cutting apparatus. I heard about it on Cooking in the Dark with, um, I can't think of his name now, 
But anyway, and you can purchase it from Blind My Smart, and I call it the alligator. So it has kind of a lid and it has a grid on the underside of it. You put your onion wedges in that, and it comes with three different types of grid blades. So you've got all these little squares, and um, each blade is a different size. So I'm um, just turning my chicken down there. And you put your wedges on there, close the lid, press down hard, and it cuts your onion for you into little cubes. Um, Jason loves using the alligator. So I'll let him cut my vegetables sometimes. Um, another alternative you can do is use dried minced onion. If you use the dried minced onion, I recommend putting that in at the end because um, it just needs a little hydration. So like the last five minutes, I would put that in. Um, do we have any questions, Natalie? Yes. Um, Tori, you can go ahead and ask your question, please. Yeah. Um, hi. Do you use mild, medium, or hot curry powder? Uh, this one is a, just a mild curry powder. I guess that's why I put so much. <laughs> um, I just, you know, ordered a, I think like a 10 or 12 ounce container from Amazon because we were eating it. Therefore, while we were eating it, just about once a week. <laughs> also, um, I don't know if you have it over there, but there's a seasoning blend called Chinese Five Spice that we have over here. Mm -hmm. And it's a great option for seasoning whatever you're putting in a curry. Okay, I will have to look into that. Um, I have heard of it and I'm sure we can get it from Amazon in my hometown you can barely get you know steel milk because it might be a little odd so <laughs> yeah they are so, branching out a little bit so courtney and i use the actual five spice uh, the chinese five spice and it does add a lot of flavor and it's actually a wonderful blend and um, it's at a fun blend because you could do it to savory and you could do it to sweets i actually Ooh. add five spice to my brownie mix and it takes it to a whole nother level. It's a great little spice. You got to play with it. Yeah, sure. I use it a lot. Okay. Jason, make a note of that. I need to order some of that. All right. Do we have we, any additional yes. questions? We have uh, two more, I believe. Yes, okay. two more. Um, I believe it's Raheel. You can go ahead and um, ask your question. Hey, Raheel. Thanks for coming in. Good evening. Um, if I don't have a, a skillet for the stovetop, what are the alternatives? Can I use like a regular pot for the stovetop or no? Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, you're just going to have your higher sides and it may um, take a little bit longer to cook. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, um, you know, have a nonstick skillet with I, I prefer the high Ziggy, stop. Um, I prefer the high sides just because I don't stir everything out. Okay, so. okay. And where can I find the coconut milk and the 
uh, and all that. Um, you can find the coconut milk in your grocery store. It's in the can. So sometimes they may have it around like um, like the drink mixes, like margarita mix or strawberry vacuum mix. Um, and sometimes it may be in the ethnic food aisle or it may be in both places. Um, so, yeah. and then the curry powder, it, it, it'll be with the spice blend or, you know, your spices like your salt and pepper or in, all your other spices similar to that. Um, mm. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. So now, uh, before I take that other hand, um, Natalie, now we put in, after our chicken and onions have sauteed for eight to 10 minutes, we put in our can of coconut milk and our tomato paste. So don't you just love getting tomato paste out of the jar? I usually cut both ends, but I didn't think to ask Jason to do that for me. So, so I'm just skipping out my tomato paste and I'm just sticking it in here. And you're gonna cook this for like five minutes and then we'll add our can of tomatoes. All right, Natalie, who do we have next? Um, David, you can go ahead and ask your question. All right. Hey, David. Hello. I wondered if using a 12-inch skillet, um, a four-quart skillet, if I remember right, at stove on the stovetop, is one tablespoon of canola oil enough? And are you cooking that on medium? Um, I first time I did the recipe, I measured out, but um, to me, no. Um, but I just I keep my <clears throat> oil in an old ketchup bottle. And so I just squeeze it in there. Uh, I know about how much to squeeze for how much I need. Um, I would start with maybe a tablespoon. And if you see that you need more, you can always add more. Okay. I was just wondering, because I have cooked before and sometimes it seemed like the oil was drying up sort of, and you do that right. on medium, not, not high or medium high, but on medium I, I start my skillet out kind of on medium high to get the oil good and hot. And then I put my meat in there and then I turn my heat down to about a medium. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm cooking this in an electric skillet. So it goes by degrees. So I have it set at about 350. And that's unsweetened coconut milk, right? That is correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any other hands, Natalie? Um, no. Okay. All right. So we talked about um, chopping an onion, how I do mine. Um, others may have, you know, different methods on how they do theirs. So, um, Carrie, do you do yours differently from me or similarly? I do a very similar technique to you, but I also do a lot of cheating, too. So in mm -hmm. the frozen food department, I buy the chopped onions. <laughs> I, I love a good shortcut. So sorry, people. That's just how I roll sometimes. And that's fine. Hey, I forget about the chopped onions in the frozen section. Yeah, I was going to ask that question, but no, I couldn't. So <laughs> if, uh, Nellie, if you have questions, uh, feel free to ask. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Or you can email me or text me later. <laughs> um, all right. So how I cut my chicken. So I'm using boneless, skinless chicken breasts. And I buy them by the big bag in the frozen section. Um, 
most of the time, depending on what I'm cooking it for and how quickly I need it. Um, so I just um, laid me out my two huge chicken breasts earlier today and let them defrost. So I cut mine similar to the way I cut my onions. Of course, you know, you don't have the skin to peel off, but um, so I'll lay my chicken breast on my cutting board and I will grab my sharp knife and I will cut the chicken breast in half vertically first and I'll set if it's large enough then I will set the uh, one half to the side and the other half I will start cutting into say like one inch wide strips and I cut that entire half into those one inch strips then I take um, a couple of strips and I just start you know cutting them into one inch chunks and then toss it into my bowl um, that I'm going to be using to you know, season my meat with. So that's how I do my chicken. If you're not comfortable using a sharp knife, another way you can do it is use kitchen shears. And I have a set of just plain scissors like I get from the fabric department. Um, and they stay in my kitchen. That is strictly for kitchen use only. And so if the chicken or even my steak is, or even pork as well, if it is thin enough, I can cut it with my kitchen scissors into the sizes that I need. Um, again, if you're comfortable using a knife, I recommend that. But if you're not, then the scissors is a good option as well. Um, Again, I want to remind everybody, if, when working with raw meats, even with your kitchen scissors, wash them thoroughly every time. All right, Carrie, do you have any suggestions on how you cut your chicken? I do. Um, so sometimes when I get a package of chicken breasts, a lot of it is uneven. Um, you know, it's like really thick on one side and thin on the other. And so mm -hmm. and when I'm trying to make like a, like this recipe where I want everything to be even and even bites and, you know, the same size, I will actually pound my chicken breast out. So it's all in the equal, you know, it's all the equal thickness. And so that way it's an even cooking time. And um, it also just kind of, um, it's just a nicer presentation um, towards the end when you're serving, you know, to have even pieces. Um, but I will say, I will always use the rule. People, um, are scared of sharp knives, but I would rather cut things with a sharp knife than a dull knife because you do have better results with a sharp knife and you just have to learn to practice and get comfortable using a sharp knife. Yes. Yes, you do. All right. So the, um, I forgot to set a timer, but. It's been about five minutes since I added the coconut milk and the tomato paste. So I just added my can of diced tomatoes. Now, the recipe did not say if we were to drain the tomatoes or not. I do not, just so it just gives a little more liquid for the sauce. But if you want to drain your tomatoes, go for it. Um, you know, if you're using fresh tomatoes, of course, you're not going to have as much juice. Um, and I, we have tried the curry with the spinach. 
we were not fans of spinach. So that is an option if you want to use the, put the spinach in there or not. So we choose not to cook with the spinach. So we're going to give this a few more minutes <clears throat> and it's going to be done. Um, I put my rice on to cook earlier. I don't know if it is done. Uh, we use a rice cooker. Uh, yeah. Now, just to see if it's not crunchy. My rice, is, the last few times we cooked it, it has turned out crunchy. And so, so, all right, let's check this rice out. I better not stick my finger or hand in there to check it. That would not be fun. I apologize for all the noise with the silverware. Oh, it's done. It's not crunchy. And I just heard my husband go, yay. Um, so, yeah. So in just a few minutes, this will be ready and um, be, be done and ready to eat. So do we have any raised hands, Madeline? Yes, you have three of them. Okay, go um, ahead. <clears throat> Rachel, you can go ahead and unmute. Hey, Rachel, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Courtney, thank you for having me on. You have uh, a question or a comment? Yes. Um, excuse me. There, if I can get my voice over to be quiet. Um, <laughs> it's a very important question. Um, you were saying to um, wash things thoroughly. Um, especially with uh, things after they've been in contact with meat. Now, um, it's, uh, I'm allergic to bleach. I mean, severely allergic to bleach. Mm -hmm. So what do you do in this circumstance? I mean, we use like all-purpose cleaner, things like that. Does that kill it off? I mean, because you mean, don't want to say clean it. Yeah, when I say clean it thoroughly... Just use good, hot, soapy water. Um, and, you know, if you can use bleach, which I not, understand that you can't, you know, if you can use bleach in your dishwater, go ahead and use it. If you can't, um, you know, there are other alternatives to cleaning. You can clean with rock side, uh, rubbing alcohol. Um, so, you know, just something to kind of disinfect and, you know, antibacterialize, you know. But mostly, if you wash it with warm or well, hot, soapy water, mm -hmm. you're good. I mean, we don't, we've learned in the past two years, wash our hands thoroughly. We don't use any bleach to wash those. It's just something water, you know. So if it'll, you know, work on trying to rid us of the coronavirus, I think that, it, you know, good, hot, soapy water will work to, um, you know, to clean your utensils and all your kitchen well. Yeah. I mean, that's all I use. Um, now, when Jason washes the dishes, he does use a little bit of bleach in the dishwater. But again, it's that's just a preference of ours. Thank and you. Who's our next? You're welcome and thanks for coming. No problem. Um, right. Next, we have Herbie Ellen. Go ahead. You can unmute, please. Hey, Herbie. 
Hello. So my question is going to be for Miss Carrie, actually. Um, you'd mentioned pounding the meat. Now, this is something I've never been sure if I really wanted to tackle as somebody without any sight. But so I'm wondering, you know, like, so how can you tell just by pounding it like how thick it is or like you know how do you do it with or do you like use another hand as a guide so you know how do you do it without any vision whatsoever okay so i usually grab a ziploc baggie a freezer baggie because they're the thicker kind and i'll slide the chicken breast in and lay it flat and from there you can feel over the plastic the thicker part to the thinner part and so i start with the thicker part and I pound with my mallet until it's, um, you know, is even with the other side. And I do that by holding my other hand on the shallower side, the thinner side. And when my hand and that mallet are about the same level, then I know I'm pretty much at the same, you know, thickness. And, you know, again, because your hand is on the plastic and not on the chicken, you can then kind of feel where the lumpy parts are. And you can kind of pound out those lumps to get it to be a, you know, that even thickness. All right. Perfect. And Thank you. Something else too, um, using a, a rubber mallet and, or sometimes I even say use a skillet if you have it, it's similar to using a sharp knife. As long as you know where your hands are, then you're safe. It's all about your hand placement and paying attention to where your fingers are and where that mallet or that knife is coming down. So I thought that might put it in perspective a little more for you, Herbie. Yep. All right. Uh, Natalie, how are we on time? Um, it is 729 right now. Oh, okay. Great. Great. All right. You have Stay two more hands. Okay. Who do we have next? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Diana, you can go ahead and unmute. Hi, Diana. Thanks for coming. Hello. I'm enjoying it. Um, can you use the light, lower-fat coconut milk, or would it change the recipe too much? That I don't know. Uh, I'm sure it would be fine. Um, I just, I order, you know, several cans from Amazon each time. You know, when, anytime I need some, I order like six or 12 cans. Seriously, we love it that much. <laughs> um, and plus, it can be used in a lot of other recipes. So, you know, if I wanted to branch out with, you know, other um, Asian dishes, then, um, you know, I have it. But, okay. um, you know, again, I can't say if it would or would not. Yeah, but, I just do um, the regular fat coconut yeah. milk. So. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Give it a try and let us know what you find out. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay. Who do we have next, Natalie? Tori. Hey, Tori. Hi. First of all, to answer the uh, previous question, using a different type of coconut milk does not change the recipe that much. I've used a couple of different types of coconut milk and come up with the same kind of results. Okay. Um, Thank you, Tori. Thanks. Um, but what I was actually... Um, going to say was if you are wanting to clean the stuff and you're concerned soapy water is not enough but you want to either avoid bleach because of allergies or just avoid chemicals in general then a bit of uh, hot water with baking soda or some vinegar 
if you wash it in one of those first and then wash it in your soapy water, then that would do the same kind of thing as bleach, but without the chemicals. Yes. And if you use essential oils, um, and I recommend not buying your essential oils at Walmart or off of Amazon simply because you don't know what's in it. I would buy them from a reputable company like Young Living or doTERRA. Um, you can use lemon essential oil. Just put a few drops in your dishwater and that serves as an antibacterial as well. So does tea tree. So, okay. All right. Did not know that about tea tree. All right. Do we have any other hands, Natalie? Not at this moment. Okay. Jason, if you don't mind, if you would re-read the recipe one more time, and when you get through reading it, you can come in here and eat your dinner. Okay. Just, just the ingredients again, right? Yes, sir. All right. One pound of boneless, skinless chicken breast or thighs cut into one-inch pieces. Two teaspoons curry powder. One quarter to one half cup. Uh, excuse me. One quarter to one half teaspoon of cayenne pepper. That's optional to taste, three quarters tablespoon salt, one quarter tablespoon, I, I apologize, I've been saying tablespoon and it's teaspoon, um, three quarters yeah. teaspoon of salt, one quarter teaspoon of pepper, one half cup onion chopped, one tablespoon of canola oil, one 13 ounce can of coconut milk, two tablespoons of tomato paste, three cups fresh baby spinach, one cup chopped tomato or one can of diced tomatoes, Two cups of cooked rice. All right. Thank you for reading that. So are there any questions, comments, suggestions? Uh, we don't have any hands yet. All right. Natalie, do you have any questions? Um, I do not. Actually, Tori does have her hand raised. So, All right. Go ahead, Tori. Um, I don't know if you've ever done this, but um, when my nan used to make curry, she used to put apple and raisins in hers too to add a bit of extra flavor and texture. I don't do that. Um, one, Jason doesn't like raisins. So, um, but I have a friend who has used, her husband has used raisins in theirs. And it, I'm not opposed to it, but you know, you got to keep the household happy. So I just don't put raisins in there. But yes, that is an option. Um, do you know the measurements on the apples and the raisins? Um, I, I don't have them right in front of me at the moment, but I could get them for you and email them to you. That would be fabulous. If you don't mind, I would appreciate that. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that later. 
Okay, thank you. All right, any more raised hands? <laughs> yes, Raheel. Okay, Raheel. Uh, Courtney. Um, yes, sir. How do I, um, I know you I don't have a, a, uh, I can use a regular pot, uh, by having it sent stove. Now, um, how would I divide up the steps for when I measure? Cause I know with the onions, I just use a, a chopper. I don't have a manual chopper. Okay. Um, you were breaking up there some, Raheel. So I'm, I think I understood you to ask about the skillet. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. You can use any size skillet that is large enough to hold all of your ingredients. Um, again, mm -hmm. I like in my skillet, I like a lot of real estate. So uh, mm. that's why I use a larger skillet. So I have plenty of room. I know I have plenty of room in there. And again, I choose the high sides so I don't um, stir my mixture out. So you mm. can do this on the stovetop or the electric skillet. I just do not have a skillet large enough um, other than my electric skillet. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can use any kind of skillet or any pot, or you know, with high sides. Just know that the cooking time may be a little bit longer if you're using like um, like a soup pot or something. Mm -hmm. And yeah. as, as far as the onions, um, you know, just a sharp knife, just chopping it up with a sharp knife or... Again, if you're not comfortable using a sharp knife, you can buy the frozen chopped onions um, mm -hmm. in, in your freezer section there at your store. Um, and with, with that, you can scoop out what you need. Whereas with um, a fresh onion, you kind of need to use it up within a few days after you chop it up, you know, if you're not using the whole onion. Right. Can um, I use a chopper to chop it up okay. after? into pieces yeah but how about divide up the steps like step one do this step two do this or would that come to me in an email because i just subscribed to the groups io uh yeah. okay yeah it'll it'll come to you in an email it should be in your uh inbox at the top of the hour and it has the steps broken down under the ingredients okay. um but um i can go over them real quickly you will um Put your seasoned chicken and your onions in your hot skillet with oil and cook that for about eight to 10 minutes. Um, I think the recipe says until no longer pink or, you know, something like that. Well, we can't tell. <laughs> Most of us can't. And so on average, that's about eight to 10 minutes. Um, then you add um, your tomato paste and your coconut milk and cook that for about five minutes and let it get kind of thick and um, kind of combined. You mean stir it for five minutes? Just let it cook. You can stir it just occasionally in that five minutes. You don't have to constantly stir it. Um, you, know, you need to constantly stir it until, you know, it's, you can feel that it's thoroughly combined. And, um, and that'll usually take about 30 seconds. You know, I'm just guessing on that. I don't really time myself. And then after that's 
cook for about five or six minutes. Then you put in your tomatoes and let that cook for about five minutes. And, uh, and then your spinach, you know, uh, I think the spinach goes in before the, the diced tomatoes, um, but it, it, it tails in the uh, directions of the recipe. And then you just let your spinach cook down if you're using the spinach until it's wilted to your liking. And then it's ready. Okay. So, but all the steps are, will be sent out in the recipe. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other questions? Um, Tori has her hand up. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. I just had a look and I've got Nan's recipe on the computer. So I can tell you, she has two handfuls of raisins or sultanas and two apples. Okay. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. Okay. Any other raised hands? Dare I say no? Because <laughs> as soon as uh-huh. I say that, somebody's probably going <laughs> to. Well, we're, we're going to cut it off at that because I know it's getting close to 45 minutes after the hour. Carrie, do you have anything that you would like to add? Well, I just want to say, you know, um, on your cooked rice, you, got, uh, you can use any rice you really like. So if you like white rice or jasmine rice, jasmine rice goes very good with curry. So give that a try if you are looking for a different flavor of your rice and um, just, you know, have a lot of fun with this kind of recipe. This is, this recipe is one of those where you can just, just do whatever you want and have a lot of fun and enjoy, you know, the curry flavor. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And, you know, if you want a little healthier option, um, healthier than rice, um, you can use quinoa. You know, I kind of, Depending on my mood, I'd kind of use those interchangeably. Um, yep. So, and if you don't like, you know, don't want rice or quinoa and you want pasta, put it over pasta, you know, put it on a hot dog bun if you want to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but we just prefer it with the, with the rice. So of course I, I haven't really given him any other options. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Anything else you need to add, Carrie? I just want to know how Jason's doing with his dinner. Uh, he hasn't come in here yet. So, Jason, I, I'm I'm through with your assistance if you're ready to come and eat, darling. Um, so, all right. Carrie, do you have an idea of what you're going to fix next week? Well, you know, I've been debating. I can't decide between lasagna or French dip. So it's going to be one of those two. I've been really toying with a French dip because I think everybody will enjoy uh, a different kind of flavor of meat. Yeah, I'm put in for the French dip. So if I have a choice, (laughs) but either one, it sounds delicious to me. So, all right. So um, we're going to go ahead and kind of start closing down the call. Again, if you would like to start receiving the recipes that we cook, then just send a blank email with subscribe in the subject line to ACB Cooks plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And when you hit that send button, you should get a notification and so, you know, you've been subscribed. Uh, if you have questions for me or Carrie or suggestions or comments, then you can send them to acbcooks at gmail.com and we will get back with you within 24 to 48 hours. Um, and I think that's all. Again, we'll be back next Sunday night at 7 Eastern cooking something with beef. 
So there you go. So what's the beef tonight, that night? All right. So Natalie, thank you so much for taking time out of your weekend to host for us. Carrie, thank you so much for helping out tonight. And also Jason, thank you for helping out. He's getting treated tonight. So, um, and Mr. Moran, thank you so much for streaming our call tonight. And to everyone else, thank you again for coming. We hope you have a blessed week and we will see you at the next community event. Y'all have a good evening.